The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing how offline brick-and-mortar brands can make up the traffic they've lost through foot traffic online using SEO. Joining us again today is Jordan Cooney, who's an SEO strategist and advisor for search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor for search metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Oh, living the dream, buddy. I'm sitting at home with two kids running around and you're what, in Wisconsin now? You picked up and left. I picked up and left. We moved the family to Wisconsin temporarily. Times are rough, so you just went crying to mommy. That is correct. That is correct. The coronavirus is affecting businesses, large and small, and obviously all of our lives. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to make up for some of the impact that the coronavirus has had. And we want to talk a little bit about how some of the businesses that are not necessarily digitally native can start thinking about how to move their content online. So for you expert SEOs out there, if there's anybody that you know that's running a brick and mortar business or someone that's trying to get started, or if you're just interested in thinking about how to get going from square one, this is the episode for you. So Jordan, let's use a, an example, a case study. I'm a brick and mortar business. I sell widgets and I've been depending on foot traffic and people walking into my store, a boutique for years. All of a sudden, there's no foot traffic and I'm moving everything online. I've got interesting, unique product, but I don't really have any content to speak of. There's services that are out there like Shopify and Squarespace and all the other e-commerce tools. 
but I don't necessarily have content to get people to my website. How do I start making up for the loss in foot traffic with my new e-commerce store? Yeah, I mean, it's a phenomenal question. And I think that the first area where you need to be focused is where are my consumers right now today? And so just because there are a lot of fancy ways to get product online or services online, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be building up your own unique content set. A lot of consumers are performing searches today on on other channels, right? So maybe if you're in retail, how do I get my eBay or my Amazon store set up? Or if I'm a local vendor or service provider, how do I update or maintain my local service profile on websites like Yelp or others to ensure that my content is being surfaced in places that consumers are still actively visiting and searching? Yeah, so I'm going to restate what you said, but turn it upside down a little bit. The first thing you need to do is actually try to recapture the foot traffic that you would have had from your brick and mortar store by keeping your Google My Business and your Yelp listing active, but also figuring out a way to promote the digital component of your business there. There are ways to put in calls to action in your Yelp profile, in your Google business, show what your website is. Make sure that you have those and that you're landing people on an experience that is relevant to introduce them to your brand. So, you know, you might have to be spending a little time optimizing your homepage and getting people to feel comfortable with your online experience. Outside of just going and recapturing your existing traffic, Jordan, you mentioned Amazon, eBay, look for boutiques, maybe Etsy is the right place for you. There are Mm -hmm. other places Mm -hmm. that are selling inventory, the let's call them the marketplaces, where you can start listing your inventory as well. Talk to me about optimizing your listings and your profiles on the marketplace pages. Yeah. So one of the things about marketplaces is that they have an incredible amount of authority, right? So just by having that listing alone, you you can generate a lot of awareness very quickly overnight without having to start a website from scratch, right? Having to start from the bottom, right? So essentially, the key components here to ensure your success is differentiation. So in order to really generate traffic to your listing, you have to ensure that you're providing something that is unique, that you have unique images, unique content, unique titles that differentiate yourself from other merchandise within the marketplace. Because one of the most challenging things for search engines, whether it be Google or even the search algorithm of these marketplaces, Amazon's actual search algorithm, is how do I differentiate? How do I identify that this product is unique from everybody else's on the marketplace? So there's a point of differentiation that you need to figure out. You also have to do some targeting and thinking about what the demand is. When you're thinking about finding that sweet spot for how you describe your business, your product, your services, what are the ways where you think about making sure that your listings are actually showing up for what people are searching for? Yeah. So the first thing is, is there's obviously tools out there that can help you get some of this data. Both eBay and Amazon have seller tools that can help you in terms of the marketplaces. Google Trends is also a great tool or resource to help you make some judgment calls here. But personally, one of the things that I love to do is doing your market research within the marketplace. So we actually recently worked on a project where we were doing apparel within the marketplaces. So figuring out how to launch a store for apparel within Amazon and eBay. And what we were analyzing was how are other providers, how are other sellers listing these items? At what price points are they listing? Do they always include Prime, for example, in Amazon? 
all these little features and capabilities, we analyzed that data first before we went to the marketplace and listed anything. So we kind of knew what we were dealing with, how to position the product to ensure that we were a little bit above the competition. So we've mentioned, hey, look, recapture your existing traffic, go to the marketplaces, start listing your products in other places. When you're looking at the marketplaces, that's going to have an impact on your revenue model, right? Mm -hmm. Amazon and eBay and Etsy, they're all going to take a cut out of your profitability. Correct. If you're trying to just go direct and build your web presence, what are some of the ways that you advise people using the Shopify's of the world or the Squarespace's of the world or creating their own website, probably on WordPress, can master SEO to start driving traffic in a short period of time to their new e-commerce offerings? One of the crazy things that we're seeing really work well, especially for smaller and local businesses, is ensuring freshness. One of the very interesting data points that we've noticed is that restaurants or local service providers that have added content, updated content about their current state with the pandemic that's going on is when they update their personal websites, they see higher traffic, they see higher awareness. And so the reality is that freshness is almost more relevant in time of crisis than actually trying to pump more and more and more content out there. And think about it from a restaurant standpoint. Is my restaurant open? Am I actually doing food delivery right now? If I am, what are the hours in which I'm willing or capable to operate in? These are all little updates that are actually changing in many cases in local cities across the United States very frequently. Sometimes week to week, those policies are updated or changed. And so freshness has become a really important factor right now for local and small businesses. And if you're making those updates and using these platforms, using your Squarespace, using your Shopify experience to provide information and update consumers, Google is rewarding that right now. So when you say freshness, you're talking about the availability of products or services. It's funny because I thought that you would go the opposite place thinking about, hey, basic blocking and tackling. You need to have content on your pages when you're talking about the product pages, right? You need to have your product descriptions. You need to have Mm -hmm. basic blocking and tackling before you think about, well, I need to be writing a blog and I need to be positioning myself to be an influencer and have authority is just be able to describe the basics. And you're talking about, well, you need to make sure that people understand if your business is actually open. Yeah. Help me prioritize. You know, there is the basic blocking tackling of setup of what are the words you're putting on the pages for your products and services, sort of the bottom of funnel stuff. And then there's top of the funnel homepage, which I'm assuming you're going to include, you know, the, the freshness commentary. Correct. Should you really be starting thinking about freshness or should you be in the setup starting to think about making sure that you have content on the page that's relevant? Yeah, for someone who's net new, obviously just having a baseline of relevant content about who you are is absolutely critical. But for established businesses that already had an online footprint, it's almost more important to have freshness become a key factor and indicator. Even if you're adding on new capabilities like selling product or connecting with delivery services within your website. So a lot of websites recently have made massive adaptations to the way that they create experiences for consumers because of the state of the world. And so that is something that is great. It's a new capability, but it doesn't change the fact that you have to have that freshness factor on your homepage, to your point, Ben. You need to tell consumers, you need to tell users who visit your site, what's going on? What's the state of the business today? Are we operating or not? 
Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So, Jordan, I read the other day that Google was giving $800 million of advertising spend to try to help people be aware of what's happening with the coronavirus. Are they doing anything to support the local businesses? Are they trying to provide visibility or any resources for people that are moving online and focusing on SEO? They are. There were some changes earlier in the month around how you can designate the status of your business so that you can actually set a status of, hey, we're temporarily closed or we're only online, we're only available online. Google's been actually very fast to move and adapt and provide markup language and other tools to ensure that local and small businesses can still successfully communicate with their consumers via their online websites and experiences. On top of that, to your point, Ben, we're seeing that Google and other big companies are coming out to support business and to support the entrepreneurs that make up the predominant part of our society and economy. And I think that there's a lot of ways for businesses to take advantage of that, both federally, locally, and through these private business programs. Jordan, in my effort to support local businesses, I ordered a uh, delivery from a local burrito place. And I guess really the last question that I have for you is, do you have any advice for how to get burrito out of a button-down shirt? And do you have a problem (laughs) with people eating while recording podcasts? (laughs) I do not recommend eating while recording podcasts. This is not an advised strategy, as as I've witnessed here (laughs) on this episode. But more importantly, I think this goes into the interesting nature of how business is going to change very fast in America and, and what new groundwork is being laid for how we deal with business moving forward. I mean, here in this example, we have food delivery service coming to our, our local homes. And then right after that, we need to get our clothing dry clean because we are incapable of eating it like a human being. And so now we've got two <laughs> services that are essentially being interacted with in a purely different way. Like before, this would have been just thrown into the laundry pile and dealt with on the weekend when you brought your dry cleaning to the dry cleaners. But now, it's a totally different economy and process and how we go through these things. And so it's remarkable how quickly these things are changing. And 
small businesses who are going online to make themselves successful are going to have to find new tactics and strategies to connect with consumers, which means dry cleaners need to be putting coupons in burrito packages. Jordan, your ability to bail me out of sticky situations when I lose focus and I'm not paying attention to what you're saying on a podcast is unparalleled. I originally thought that we were going to cut that question and was making a joke. Gabriel, our editor, we should leave this whole thing in. But because Jordan makes a good point is that while we... Obviously, I'm joking about spilling a burrito on my shirt. Yes, I was eating a burrito. Yes, the chewing was edited out. But Jordan's point about being resourceful in a time of change is very important. Look, I'm eating burritos while we actually record content because I only have a limited amount of time to produce the content because I got to go take care of my kids. There are small business owners everywhere that don't know Mm -hmm. SEO and don't know content and don't know the internet. The livelihood of their businesses are all turning online. Jordan, are there any resources where people that are moving towards digital businesses that are thinking about content, that are thinking about SEO, need to know about so they can hit the ground running if they're starting from square one? Where do the layman's go to understand the basic blocking and tackling of what they can do to drive organic traffic? Yeah, there absolutely are. You know, many of the publishers and writers in the SEO space have produced great SEO 101 and beginner guides. Moz has one of the most well-known beginner guides out there that also include the whiteboard sessions with Rand Fishkin, the founder of Moz. We also have a variety of different beginner guides in 101s that were developed by Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal that I think would be great resources for people who are just getting started. And then the reality is that you know us here at Search Metrics, we've actually done a, a great job of identifying content that can help consumers break into the space. So I mean, our blog resources is a great way to start. Also just checking out you know, the general data that's available to you through search metrics or other tools to ensure that you're starting from a place that has demand, I think is always a good way to figure out where to get started. And as we think about the people that are listening to this podcast are probably not starting from square one. They're advanced SEOs. That's the reason why they're listening to the Voices of Search podcast. What can the SEO community do to support local businesses and make sure that they're helping not only the SEO industry, the marketing industry, but honestly, industry in general, make it through this crisis? One of the things that I'm doing a lot of is just giving advice that's really simple. So if you're an SEO or you're a consultant and you're still listening to this episode, think about what are the basics, going back to the basics and helping you know those friends and entrepreneurs and businesses just take that first leap, take that first step. Because so many times that's the hardest part. And it's very difficult to have the clarity to focus and get something done when there when a lot of things are hitting you at once, right? You're worried about your business surviving. You're worried about trying to adapt and change your business. You're trying to learn a whole new set of skills to get something online. That can be a very fearful type of environment. But if you can create an environment where there's clear focus and build a situation of gratitude, where then that focus can turn into some sort of action that can be done. Very simple. Oftentimes, it's starting with writing what it is that your business is about and then having someone from an SEO lens give feedback and critique. It's a very simple thing to do. But starting with those basics, I think, is really the most important thing that an SEO can do to support local businesses and small businesses today. 
It's one of the things I love about this project, about working on the Voices of Search podcast, is that we really have tried to develop a community and you know, create a hub that SEOs can get together and create content that's going to be valuable for all of us. And honestly, now is the time where we have to give back. And, you know, there's lots of people that are running small businesses whose livelihoods now depend on some of the services that us SEOs and content marketers really depend on. And so your advice is valuable and also something that's going to help us all get through this together. So... That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Shout out to La Cumbre Taqueria in San Mateo. (laughs) And we'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.